Hello today, this is Dawn Pedersen. I am your host of Running by Dawn. Today we are going to talk about the hill run. This is episode 34. Hills are something that a lot of runners dread or completely avoid if they're very skilled or probably everywhere in between. I don't know a lot of runners that like hill runs. And I was reading an interesting study the other day in a book. It was a book I mentioned before, The Practice. And he cited this study about swimmers. The study was about swimmers at different levels, whether it be club or professional or whatnot. And what they found in the study was really interesting. That it wasn't so much about how many hours the people practiced or different things. The two things that set apart the really good swimmers from just your everyday average swimmer at the club level was two different things. One of them was technique. It didn't matter how many hours they spent in the pool, the swimmers that were a lot better were more efficient. And so they were able to swim in a way that sailed them through the water more effectively. And they had worked on their technique so that each stroke counted more. Some of the equivalent in running would be our running form, making sure that our running is as efficient as possible, even more important with swimming, I'd imagine. The other thing that set these swimmers apart was that they enjoyed workouts that other swimmers dreaded. The example that was given was doing these repeats for an hour or two hours or something, just this really boring, monotonous thing to help improve their form. The swimmers that were really good said that that was almost meditative for them where the swimmers that weren't as skilled said that it was boring or hard or something like that. And so I want you to keep that in mind with heel workouts. I feel like heel workouts are very much something that could be looked at with contempt. They are challenging. However, every time I go and I do a heel workout, I immediately know that I'm going to be a better runner because of it. It takes my running to a different level. So let's talk about the why, the how, and really this mental challenge of hill running as well as we go throughout today. I want to talk first about the reasons why we hill train. Hill training is something I was introduced to when I first started running marathons. I was using the book Smart Marathon. In that book, he uses hill training as kind of a base for your strength. And the way he described it is that running up a hill is kind of like mini lunges all the way up the hill. And so as you envision that, it's really going to add some power to your running as we get stronger and stronger about getting ourselves up the hill, right? So we're going to improve our strength, our leg muscles. It's really interesting. It uses a different part of our leg to run up a hill than to sprint on a track. When I go and I do hill workouts, it's my glutes and my quads, that are really sore. So like the front of my leg and then my glutes that end up getting really sore. Where when I run sprints 
or speed work on the track, it usually ends up being my calves and my hamstrings. It kind of adds this balance to what you do on a track and improves muscle strength in other areas. It definitely uses hamstrings and calves as well, but not as focused on those as the speed work and just going fast on a flat surface does. It also improves your endurance. So you can get your heart rate up and you can get your lungs going hard on an uphill without the intense slamming of sprinting or even the intensity of sprinting just by going up a hill. It's kind of crazy how quickly your heart and lungs have to start working hard when you start going up a hill. And so it definitely, definitely improves your cardiovascular strength and is a good challenge for your heart and lungs. The one that I really see the benefit of, and especially hills translating straight to hills, is the mental capacity. If I can go and do hill workouts and then I run into a big hill on a race or on a different run, and I know that I know how to do that hill, either that one specifically or one similar, it makes all the difference in the world when I see that hill to be able to be like, I got this. I know about hills. This one's just a little different kind of a friend, but I know about these hills. It's really a great thing. So that kind of leads into great race preparation. I've had some races that I did that I didn't know what the terrain was going to be like, and I was a little surprised by how hilly it was or or how steep that one section was or whatever. So if you do hill training, you won't be thrown off. Even if you are prepared for a hilly course, you may not know what that looks like. But if you're not mentally prepared, you'll be physically prepared if you do some hill training. Let's talk about the different kinds of hill workouts that there are. There are some that are more common. There are some that I like to use for myself or when I coach. And let's just talk about that. So the first one that's probably the most obvious is just to go out for a run that has hills in it. I forget which book it was. There was a book that I read not too long ago that the author said, if you ever have a choice between taking a harder route home or an easier route home, choose the harder route. You're going to be a better runner if you do that. So I've talked to my team about this. I am a cross-country coach and it's cross-country season. So that's where my brain is a lot of the time right now. And so I always say, hey, if you can, add a hill. Okay, anytime you can add a hill. And I'm not talking about just go run hills all day, every day. But if you're in a town like mine that has a lot of hills, then add a hill. I grew up in a town that was in a valley. So with mountains all around, but the valley is very flat. And so most of the running that I had growing up was very flat. In college, I lived in a town that was also in a valley, but kind of on the edge. And if I wanted to, I could go up the canyon and immediately go uphill. Well, our college campus was also set on top of a hill. So every time I went to school, I had to do a hill climb. I didn't run it, but I walked it. So lots of hills there. And then I moved to the town that we're in now. And it is near impossible to run around town and get a flat course. It takes 
quite a bit of effort and probably a bit of driving to get a flat course in my town. And I have been over at the track at various times and run into people there. It's funny, more than once I've met someone that I've been like, oh, you know, you're just doing a track workout today. And they say, no, I'm running on the track because I don't want to run hills and you can't avoid the hills here. And I just laugh at them and I say, embrace it. Embrace the hills. Like this is one of the best towns to train in. It is nonstop hills out there and there is no way you cannot get hill training if you go out in the roads. So if you're on your treadmill or you're on a track or you are avoiding the hills, stop it. Stop avoiding the hills. The hills are good for you. I tell my team this last couple weeks, Hills are your friends, and I absolutely mean it. Hills are your friends. You will become a better, stronger runner quicker, both mentally and physically, if you go and run hills. Stop avoiding the hills. If anything, add a hill. Find a hill to add to your route so that you can be a stronger runner. Do I always run the biggest hills that I can find? No. But I have some routes that I really, really love that have a lot of hills. And one of the reasons why I like them is because of those hills. There's this one road that I love on a nine-mile loop that I do quite often that it just goes these little, short, steep hills out by these farms. And I just love that road. And part of the reason why I love it is because it's out and there's farms and there's cows and whatever. But the other reason is because of these little short steep hills. And I think it's so fun to power up and power down those silly hills. I have other places that I run that are more hilly. There's one route that I do occasionally. It's a little bit longer, so I don't do it quite as often that has a solid mile uphill. It's a solid mile. And that one always surprises me, but I've clocked it on a number of occasions to verify. And yes, it's a solid mile uphill before you get a little break downhill. And then it goes uphill some more if you're headed back towards my house. So there's just some amazing opportunities for some hilly runs. When my husband and I started a marathon in our town, it just ran two years, 2015 and 2016. Then we moved to Japan And we weren't able to keep it going and we haven't brought it back since COVID. But one of the things that we heard is, wow, that was a really challenging course. And so I changed the way that we were marketing it to being a hill challenge and a challenging run because that is what people were telling me. I was used to running in our town. I knew it was hilly, but if people are coming from out of town and inexperienced on those hills, then yeah, it would totally be a doozy. It's a doozy enough when I train on these hills. But this is a really great town to train on. If you don't have some hills, You can simulate hills in various ways. You can try on a treadmill. I don't love hill running on treadmills. I think it's really hard to simulate the uphill and the downhill. And if you're using it to train for races that are hilly, it's just not close enough. I've seen recommendations if you live in a city that has a parking garage or something with various levels, you can use the ramps at the parking garage to get some hills. You can also run stairs for hill training that is a little more intense. Or you might have to drive on your hill days when you just decide to run hillier 
you might have to drive to get to those. Or if you live in a really, really flat place that none of those things are available, you might have to opt for the treadmill. I'm not sure. Maybe you have other ideas. Be creative. Get your hills in. The hilly run. Just go out, run, run a hilly route. And this could be on any particular day if you're running a 3-mile or you're running a 20-mile. Just once in a while or even often, make sure that you run a route that incorporates a lot of hills. So just take those hills at like whatever pace you're trying to hit for your run, just hit them at the same pace. So if you're doing an easy effort run, then take your hills easy. If you're doing medium effort run, then take the hills medium. Or sometimes you can do an easy run with your hills at a harder pace. And so you'll hit those hills harder. Or maybe you're doing a medium run and you don't want to do the hills as hard. I wouldn't recommend that as much. Try to keep the effort the same on those hilly runs if you can. I prefer hilly over flats and I'm actually faster on hilly routes. Not like super, super hilly, but ones that roll. I can get faster times on races than flat runs, which is really interesting to me and I'm not exactly sure all the reasons why. I think it has something to do with it's not as boring and I can keep myself motivated to get up a hill and then down a hill and up a hill then down a hill more than I can keep myself motivated to just keep going. It kind of breaks it up and keeps it interesting, which is another reason why I like hills. Okay, so another way that you can go on a hilly run, I did this last winter, is I decided that I wanted to get better at hills. And so once a week, I would go out and run the hilliest route that I could find, like purposely run the hilliest route. And like I said, our town has a whole heck of a lot of hills. So it was a six-mile run. And I was running up or down steep hills most of the time. And that was a pretty crazy route. I think I only did it once. I need to get out there again because that really was a great workout. Challenging both physically and mentally. And I think if I continue to do that, I will be able to continue to build up and be a stronger runner. So for like dedicated hill workouts, a lot of times if you want to really improve your hills, you can go... Find a hill that will be adequate for some hill repeats. So there's kind of three different ways to do hill repeats, and it really is just this easy, medium, and hard effort. So the first one is hill surges. So this is where you're going to charge the hill. So you'll get to the bottom of a hill or somewhere on the hill and you're going to charge it for 10, 20, 30 seconds max. You're just going to go all out effort, just sprint up this hill and then go back down. And then you're going to recover for a little bit and then sprint up again and go back down. Sprint, sprint, sprint. So this workout is the most effective for those who are training for track distances, for little shorter stuff, where you really need that burst of speed, even sprinters and stuff like that would find a lot of value in these workouts. Or if you're working on your quick finishes and you really want to work on your kick at the end of a race, that's a great way to do it. You can also do something similar on a track that's just short bursts of energy, but this will add the challenge of being on a hill. So hill surges, there's also hill repeats, which I think is the most common, especially for distance runners or mid-distance. It gets so confusing. Track calls mid-distance like the 400 to 800, where I'm in uh, distance running, 
I would call mid distance like 10k maybe be about mid distance so but 5k to half marathon hill repeats are probably very crucial in getting improved fitness so a hill repeat would be just up it's what it says you just go up a hill down a hill up a hill down a hill whatever predetermined number of times or amount of time so for my team we've done a lot of hill days depending on how steep the hill is we just go for 30 minutes up and down the hill or 35 minutes and I do hill repeats for my team in a variety of ways sometimes we'll just go run them and I say just take it at a comfortable pace just get up the hill and down the hill it shouldn't be easy but you should be comfortable the whole time you don't have to stop at the bottom of the hill and, and catch your breath there's other times that I'll say why don't you rotate between an easy effort and a medium effort and that workout is really really challenging for me <laughs> by the time I get done with that medium one I am definitely ready to hit the next hill easy and have a break but I've also gone to and I think we're going to do this in an upcoming workout an easy medium and hard so just kind of building that intensity and then taking a little rest and coming back. So up and down the hill at an easy pace, up and down the hill at a medium pace, and then up and down the hill at a hard pace and get a drink of water and repeat for so many sets or so many minutes. That's probably what we're going to do with my team this week. And it really depends how challenging this workout, these workouts are, it really depends on the size of your hill and how big and how long and how steep that hill is. I have two different hills that we train on with my team. One of them is just literally our parking lot. So it's from the bottom of our school to the top of the school. It's kind of set on this downhill and we just run up and down that hill and it's got a decent grade, but it's not super aggressive. It gets more aggressive at the top. And then we have another hill that we run in the woods and it is very aggressive and so to go do those same workouts on both of those hills looks very different a couple weeks ago we had a race on a Saturday Friday's our usual hill day so I just said we're just gonna do like 25 minutes on our steeper hill in the woods and we're just gonna take it at an easy effort and I quickly realized when I was running this route with these kids that that easy effort was not very easy because that hill was so darn steep and so we cut it five minutes shorter and called it a day because I didn't want them to be totally burned out for our race the next day. And so it really depends. If you run that workout and it feels too easy or too hard, you might want to change either the intensity, maybe go at a little slower pace or a little faster pace, or you can change hills and go to a hill that's a little steeper or a hill that's a little less steep. I have a hill really close to my house that I've used for hill repeats before. But if I want a bigger challenge, then I go to the hill a little bit down the street that is way steeper and way longer and end up feeling like a million bucks when I get up to the top of that hill because I did it and also feeling dead because it got me for sure. So that's hill repeats. You can also just do them at a consistent thing. You can hit kind of like hill surges. You can go hard, 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 hard. 
or you can also go medium, medium, medium and do a whole bunch of medium effort hill repeats rather than varying how much you change your intensity. One of the reasons why I like to change the intensity in a workout is to show myself and my team that we have control over at what pace we hit a hill. So when you get to a hill, you can say to yourself, I'm going to hit this at a medium effort. I'm going to hit this at a hard effort. I have enough energy or this hill is crucial enough. I'm going to charge it or I don't need to burn myself out on this hill. This one's okay to take it an easy pace. I think the biggest thing with hills is we feel like the hill is in control. And if we can teach ourselves that we are in control of what happens on that hill, then that is a really important thing for mindset. There's often times that people will get on a hill and they will start to walk. And the more you get practice with hills, the more that you can see that you do have control over what happens on a hill. The hill is not going to kill you. It's not going to conquer you. You are going to conquer the hill. Okay, don't be afraid of the hills. They are big, they are steep, but you can get them. If you're trail running, a lot of times the trail running culture is that you do walk up hills, especially as they get really steep. This has been something that's been overwhelmingly hard to translate in my mind because I'm a road runner and you run, you don't walk up when it gets steep, you just keep running. But on those big mountain trail runs, there's a lot of times that you will want to walk because you aren't going really far and you're out there and there's a lot of hills and so if they get too steep then you walk them. So that's a different mindset if you're getting into trail running there is sometimes that you drop to walk and that makes sense for that culture. If you're on a road it's more common and typical that you will find a way to power up the hill and it's going to take some practice if you haven't done a lot of hills it will take some practice and that's okay to give yourself time and space to adjust to running hills because it is a challenge both mentally physically to get up a big hill and it uses different muscles than flat running so if you haven't been doing a lot of hill running and then you switch to a lot of hill running you're gonna be sore in new areas and that's okay too give yourself time to adjust don't hit the hills hard all of a sudden gradually ease into them just like you do anything over a period of weeks not days and then one that I saw suggested that I have not done and I feel like is more common for for really long distance runners or for trail runners is for long hills. So like a five to 15 minute run is what it suggested where you just, and I'm imagining like mountains, maybe like an actual trail, but you could also think of like a mountain road, how it winds up and getting up that hill for five to 15 minutes. Like I said, the one run that I can think of that has a hill that is that long is that mile long hill in my town and there's a couple of other really really big hills like that and so you could go to those hills and you could do repeats on those if you wanted to or you could just incorporate big hills like that into your regular runs for your hilly run but if I went and did that hill that mile long hill that would definitely put me in the 5 to 15 minute range and to run that multiple times would be a really good challenging workout. That's something I might explore sometime when I'm feeling really good and brave. Okay, see me being scared of the hills too. It does happen. The thing that I like most about a hilly run isn't this apprehension beforehand or even the pain that can happen during a hilly run, but it's how it changes me as a runner. 
and the accomplishment that I feel after a hilly run. If I go out and I run an easy run, then I walk away and I'm like, okay, great. I ran easy. Now I'm going to go do something else. But if I do a really challenging hill workout or speed workout, I walk away feeling like a million bucks, feeling like I really pushed myself. I found out what I was capable of. I'm going to be better and stronger for that run. Easy runs are super important for recovery, for maintenance, all that stuff. But if you want to really improve, you have to give your body these more challenging workouts. It's the same thing as weight training or any other sport. If you just stay where you are, if I can bench press 50 pounds and I want to get to 60 pounds, bench pressing 40 to 50 pounds is never going to get me to 60 pounds. You've got to give yourself challenging workouts so that you can keep improving. I've talked a whole bunch about easy pace workouts and I'm going to continue to preach easy pace workouts, especially for new runners. But once you've been running without injury for six months, maybe even three months, you could start incorporating some of this kind of stuff a year for sure. If you've been running and not having problems with injury, then you can start incorporating these type of harder workouts. I'm going to start talking about speed workouts and tempo runs as well. But these harder workouts are what take you to the next level as a runner. And they give you that additional growth like weight training will for added strength in that area. These speed workouts, hill workouts, tempo runs will help you to improve your fitness in a way that running easy and even running long does not. So if you're looking to improve your speed or your endurance and speed, then hill workouts are a great place to look. I recommend doing hill workouts once a week. Or once every other week if you're not ready for that or you're doing a lot of other kinds of harder workouts. And then, like I said, if you just try to add a hill into your normal workouts or add a lot of hilly runs, then those become really normal. If I go out in town, I'm going to expect to see some hills. They are part of my easy run. I did a six-mile easy run yesterday. I got into a little bit faster stuff at some points. Part of that was because they were hills and it was fun to push myself up and push myself down the hill. I would call it an easy run. I went and it was beautiful. Part of it was by the water and that part is pretty flat, but the rest of it was a killer uphill, a really steep downhill, which is super fun. And then a lot flat along the water and then uphill, uphill, climbing away from the water, more uphill, a little bit downhill, more uphill, and then downhill to my house. So besides that, it was a six mile run and I think maybe a mile and a half of it was along the water and flat. The rest of it were pretty big hills, substantial hills, I would say. I really love that run. I do it once in a while. It's a little bit tricky to do that one because it doesn't have a really wide shoulder by the water. Unfortunately, that's the prettiest part of the run and the reason why I do it, but it's not very friendly on that road. So I don't do it during really high traffic times, but I like that run as well because I can go out and get some pretty good hills without even trying to get hills because I don't even think about that run as a hilly run until I get out there and realize that it is. I think about the beautiful flat along the water. So if you can trick yourself 
into getting in hilly runs by going to beautiful flat places for a part of the run, then there you go. Get real familiar with some hillier routes. Don't always stay on the flat. And then if you want to incorporate your dedicated hill repeats and stuff, you can add those once a week or once every other week for added fitness and you will see yourself getting stronger and stronger on those hills and it will also translate to flats. You'll be able to navigate the uphills, the downhills, and the flats much better. If only there were hill repeats for life, right? And we could manage the uphills and the downhills and the flats of life better. I may have to look into that. What would that translate to? The uphills and the downhill repeats for life. Hmm. Something to ponder. Anyway, I hope that you are doing hills already, but if you're not and you are healthy and strong and no injuries, go ahead and start by adding them into your regular workouts with just some hilly runs, hilly routes. And then when you're feeling good and ready and comfortable, then start with some of these hill repeats or hill surges or long hills and do some of those nice up and downs. They hurt and that's okay. I tell my team we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable at this point in the season when we're getting ready for our competitions leading to state coming up in a month or so. It's very important that we push our limits and go ahead and push your limits too. Just ease into it so you don't get hurt. You're going to do great. You'll love hills. I promise. It'll take a little while, but you'll love them. Hills are your friends. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, this is Dawn. I just want to give a big shout out to our supporters, our first and newest supporters of the show. Ashley and Aaron are first supporters. Thank you so much for your generous donation and for supporting the show. If any of you would like to support the show as well, there's a link that says support the show. Just a small donation that goes towards things like the new podcast mic that I need, the monthly subscription to run the podcast, and a little bit of uh, compensation for my time. I really appreciate all of you guys listening and your support in that way. And if you want to add extra support, go to that link, support the show, and make your small donation. If you don't see the link there, then try to go over to Budsprout and find my podcast there. You should be able to find the link there as well. Thanks.